0: Welcome to Checking In, a weekly podcast from Hotel Owner, the UK's trusted source of hotel industry news and analysis. Each week we meet a new guest and learn their story, all the highs and lows, triumphs and disasters they've faced and how they got through to the other side. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe on whichever podcast platform you listen to. To get more industry insight, head to hotelowner.co.uk and subscribe for unlimited access. If you're interested in sponsoring episodes of the podcast, drop us a line at podcast at hotelowner.co.uk.
1: My name's Heather, host of Checking In, and this week we're talking to Arnaud de Saint-Exupéry, Area Vice President of Hyatt and General Manager of Hyatt Regency, the Churchill. Arnaud talks about his journey into hospitality, the benefits of holding the dual role of Area Vice President and General Manager, the importance of encouraging young people into the industry and exciting future plans for Hyatt. Welcome Arnaud, it's a pleasure to have you here today. So we'd love to speak to you about your roles at Hyatt uh, and the Churchill, but just to sort of begin with your career history. Um, I know you didn't actually begin in hospitality, I believe. You uh, began with marketing and sales in the automotive industry. Um, so what, what brought you to that in the first place, and how did the pivot to uh, hospitality come about?
2: So, so basically, I started as um, uh, making a business call and really um, I was uh, always in love with automotive to start with um, and that's why basically I, uh, I work for um, BMW and, um, and then for uh, Avis um, in, uh, in marketing all the time in France and then first time I came in UK in 1998 mm. uh, at the uh, European headquarters and at one stage uh, I was approached by um, someone from Hyatt uh, who became my mentor and uh, they were looking for a, a date of marketing for France um, to launch uh, a new hotel uh, in Paris called the Parc Paris Vendôme. And <clears throat> at that stage, um, I was looking for something a bit more operational than just strategic, uh, marketing operational. Mm. So it took me a bit of a time to, to think about it, and uh, it was kind of, Enough to give me the time to to think because you were really switching from an industry to another one. But again, I mean, the what what made the the, the change was the marketing function, which was my my background, mm. and um, and so I decided a um, few months after to agree and and to go back to France, and uh, and and to take this uh, uh, this role of director of marketing France. But really, what excited me was the launch of a new product. So when you are in marketing. It's all about launching products, mm. and uh, launching this hotel, um, which was the uh, what we called the, the contemporary palace of, uh, of uh, Paris, was something unusual because you were going around the historical palace, palace and it was all about the positioning of this uh, property. So, I really saw it as as a marketing project for me, mm. um, and and I did it. Um, for two or three years, I think, and then I became director of marketing for South Europe, North Africa, still based at the park in Vendôme. And then I was um, suggested by Hyatt to go for a, a potential role in Chicago, which is our headquarters, uh, in a marketing role. For different personal reasons, I, I could not make it. And my mentor of that time um, uh, told me, But why? Why you don't want to manage a an hotel? Hmm. And I said, Well, you know, um, my thought is more about marketing. It's not really about operational from managing a, an hotel. So I did my, uh, my, uh, my, um, my research like we do in marketing, you know, trying to different uh, uh, audience and get some feedback. And I, I, I thought that it would be great to do it because by doing so, you could really learn more on, on leadership. Mm. Uh, leadership of, uh, of, of a team, different functions. And obviously... Um, it was not easy also, because I was coming not from the uh, the hospitality, and uh, next to me was you know a chef was a uh, light of rooms, light of FNB. So it was all about trying to to think about this before taking the decision. I, I took that decision and um, and I will never regret this mm-hmm. because um, what, what actually I, I, I loved was um, the ability to embrace different functions and mm-hmm. having more of a, a broader, uh, you know, uh, image of what an hotel is about. Um, but also I have to say, I always tell you that's what triggered me in this uh, industry was this mentor, uh, Michel, I call him Michel, And um, it was quite amazing because, uh, you know, from the moment where I was marketing only, type of marketing, I had all the freedom to do what I wanted because it trusted me. When I became hotel manager, he became every single day a pain Yeah, (laughs) because he wanted really to train me Mm. on what was the most important, which is the attention to details. And of course, you know, the attentions to your team and how to manage your team. And I think that's what um, uh, is amazing for me Mm. is that ability to, uh, thanks to him, Mm. to have been able to to embrace what is the most important in our industry, which is the, the people. And, and the team that we are working is because this industry is all about people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and how was that uh, that journey of, of learning about that? Was it quite quick, or do you think it took um, took a few sort of years and positions to to fully embrace that?
2: Well, actually, it was quite quick because I had. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, about a year of training as hotel manager of this hotel, the Park at Vendôme. Uh, but it was intense because he um, was behind me. He was the, um, actually he was, he was having the role that I have today. So he was the gen- general manager of that hotel and the um, vice president for France. And he um, trained me. Mm. And, uh, and, and, and I think with everything that he could, and I learned um, as much as I could, and, and I think basically uh, it, was, it was a very uh, rewarding one year and, um, and I actually came out a, an opportunity to go back to London um, uh, to take the, the role of uh, the general manager of the Andaz uh, Liverpool Street in mm-hmm. London, which actually was the first um, hotel in the world from Andaz as a yeah. brand, which also um, is linked to my um, background as marketing so it was the first brand I was launching a brand mm. supporting the launch of a brand uh, but in capacity of a, a general manager so it was to answer your question it was one year mm. mm-hmm. um, but very intense a lot of learning um, a lot of humi- humanity humility because what you need to do when you are not coming from 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 this industry you need to put yourself in the shoes of everyone else. So what I tried to do, and I think he helped me a lot on that, was to, um, to go in every functions, to learn with everyone, uh, what they were doing, uh, and, and trying to really um, understand more, you know, what could be the opportunities and the challenges of every function, mm-hmm. so that you could create more credibility in your role as a leader moving forward. Um, and that's, I think, what was quite important and uh, hopefully... Uh, Learning which helped me for my uh, career development.
1: Yes, yes, and it sounds quite intense. Uh, if you could, could you pick a sort of a, a standout lesson um, that you learnt during that training that uh, might be helpful to our to our listeners?
2: The learning to me is really again the attention to detail um, and also the attention to every single situation which which has. Um, uh, different, um, let's say, um, uh, approach from where you are looking at the ch- situation from. Um, you know, in the operations, you, you always have different departments that can fight together, mm-hmm. but you need to find out um, from the two angles what is the story about so that you can really, at the end of the day, uh, take your decisions. And I, I think that's, that for me, what is so in- important is don't take your final decisions until you really understood from the two sides, or the three sides, four sides, depending with <laughs> the parties involved. <laughs> yeah. What What is it exactly? Which uh, Which is behind that? Um, and I think um, as we are working all the time through and with team, we need to do that. Mm. I think that's that's a learning for me uh, of taking any single decision. I I think I learned that I could not take a decision without having people around my mm. team, but listening to what everyone is telling you. To be able at one stage, being a leader, you need to take the final decision, but of taking the right decisions, which eventually will uh, help for everyone.
1: Yeah, and then so in those first roles in hospitality, was it was it what you expected um, moving from a different industry? Or?
2: I I think it went beyond my expectations. Um, w- when you are in the automotive, um, you you work with well cars. So you don't, say, you don't have emotions. I think when we work in the hospitality, you, you work with human beings, um, you work with emotions. And I think for me, I felt myself much more in that environment because I think there is warmth, there is, mm. there, there is something different. And, and you, you have joy because you work with, with people every single day. Uh, and what say like people is colleagues and, and guests that you welcome and clients that work with with you. so I think that this human element uh, which is what is the DNA of our industry mm. is something which um, took me a lot uh, in the positive sides and 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 make me well twenty years later still in this industry yeah, um, yeah and that's that's the that's I think what i I really love about that yeah
1: mm. um and I think that humanity aspect is what makes you know, hospitality uniquely wonderful. Um, on the other side of that, what are the sort of unique challenges that you find hospitality to bring?
2: Uh, the challenging, I mean, you, you have challenges everywhere, but I think the challenge is that um, you, um, you are a um, live industry, so it's always on. Mm. <laughs> it's not like you switch off your office and you go back home, so... You always have um, potential um, challenges. You you can make, you can have complaints, of course, from, from guests, which you need to to work out. But I would say, for me, um, I don't mm. like the word challenges mm. because behind challenge, you always have an opportunity and solution. I think I think we are here, and that's really what we have to do to um, to always be um, be moving forward in, in any kind of situation that we find. Um, and um, so I don't think that there's always the biggest challenge. Of course, we had recently was the pandemic.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: the pandemic was potentially in my career. Well, many of us, but in my career, the one that was the worst because I, um, I mean, we ended up twenty nineteen with an, an amazing year, um, at least in in UK, and suddenly you have to close all your properties. And as a leader, um, you have to take unfortunately some uh, decisions which you don't like to do because they they impact the human mm-hmm. uh, which is your team and we unfortunately had uh, to do some some uh, restructuring in our properties, and you feel very alone mm. uh, on doing this. so you have your few teams leadership around that work with you but it's 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 difficult because you know that the decision that you will have to take will have an impact on many and unfortunately um i mean we didn't know how long was this pandemic and the uh, and the support we could have was kind of limited so for me th- that's that's the one which was the biggest if I, I, I take a challenge the biggest challenge mm-hmm. um that that i um i went through um yeah
1: yeah yeah it's um Required a lot of adaptability, I suppose, at that time. Um,
2: I would use um, a word which I think is uh, a word that we use a lot in our um, industry. It's yes, you're right about adaptability, adaptability, and flexibility, but the resilience. Mm. I think you learn a sense of resilience, which uh, which potentially um, you, you, you felt before, but not not as much as during that phase of the pandemic. Mm. Um, and, and actually somewhere resilience gives you to choice behind because we, we, when we reopened, it was uh, an amazing um, growth for all of us. Difficult because we didn't have the staff, obviously we, we were looking for, but it means that the industry and everyone during the panic said, you know, the industry will not be the same. They will be all hybrids. You know, there will not be any more kind of uh, group meetings. But look, today, well, today, since uh, about a year and a half, it's really the 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 opposite, mm. uh, and that tells you that our connections, you and me being here in this studio, uh, I think is, is is important. You cannot only um, do it by team or by Zoom, by by seeing the way you react, I react. I think we mm. have a different way of interacting, and that's exactly what's happening in our um, daily life uh, and industry and. Uh, so we saw this, the revenge demand was there. Yes, and that's, yeah. you know, the, the, the very much positive of this resilience behind.
1: Um, yeah. And have you seen that, has that been sustained um, even in the past year? I know obviously the industry yeah. saw a massive boom when things returned to normal, so to speak. Um, are you still seeing the, yeah. the
2: effects? Yeah, I think we, we, we saw um, an amazing, um, from March 2022, I think, um and it went very very much um but it, funny enough the, the first um growth was leisure you know all mm. of us were locked and we wanted to start traveling and a lot of traveling from 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 uh, leisure uh clientele a lot of social events mm. the weddings that were on you know not not happening and uh, all these social events, being together again. So that, that was really what what started last year. Um, massive growth. Um, I think 62% of all our business was coming through leisure. And slowly, you could see the business started, 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 started. And this year, I would say, it's still as strong as it was last year. But mm-hmm. you have more of a, a mixed business. That is what we kind of used to have before. Mm. So it means you have as much leisure and business as before, and um, individuals and groups, you know, and uh, corporate business Mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. So, yes, very positive about what we see, how we are going to end up in 2023, Um, and also the growth, because um, if I just take um, uh, the UK, which I'm overlooking with islands, when I came six years ago, um, I was coming back from Japan. In between, I did uh, something in Japan, which I talked about before, I think we had three hotels in the UK, we have 15 hotels now, so we are growing a lot. means that there is a need for development. Mm. Uh, why? Because uh, there is a need for our guests to find a hire somewhere. Yeah. And that's what we are doing.
1: Are there any apprehensions? Uh, I know the UK is going through a cost-of-living crisis right now and um, the wider world is seeing you know, financial struggles. Is there any concern that that might impact demand and people might curb their spending with their hotels a bit more or has that not really been an issue um as of yet
2: i would i would not say um, as you know an hotel is um is, is different kind of in one hotel you have in one hotel you have different business you have the rooms um you have uh, the food and beverage um, and uh, eventually, you have a spa. So every of those different um, business has different profile clientele. So what I, what I think is the traveling. I don't see um, that it will change. It will keep going. Mm-hmm. Where where there is an impact potentially, and we see it at the moment um, in UK, is more on the food and beverage. So going out restaurants and bars. That's where basically this is linked to the inflation going on, mm-hmm. the cost of living, obviously. So I think you still go, but maybe you don't go as much as you did before. So this is uh, something that I think will will change as the inflations go down slowly. And it started already, as we know, where is uh, the inflation at the moment. I think the utilities start to go down. So I, I, I'm, I'm very, there will be a few months still, a few years, I don't know, I'm not the economist as such, but to, to, but, it will come back. It mm-hmm. um, will come back from that viewpoint uh, because, again, what we learned from the, the pandemic is people want to get out. If you have to make some priorities, it's not just it's not, not about going out, it's about being with others. Mm. And, and that's where you, and, and an hotel is again a, a car for where, where you meet each other, right? Mm-hmm. And a bar, restaurants, you know, uh, an event, social event, a gala dinner, that's exactly what's happening. So you want to go there?
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess you know you're yeah. providing people with yeah. uh, experiences, yeah. Yeah. and yeah, like you say, it's a it's a resilient industry, hospitality. It was with the pandemic, and and it is now. I know earlier we touched on uh, Andas uh, mm-hmm. Liverpool Street, um, the first Andas branded property. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to touch on. Could you tell us a little bit more about the process of bringing that brand to life mm-hmm. um, and what that entailed?
2: Yeah. Um, um, Andas is about personal style. So what we were trying to do with Andas is to create a brand that was not in the formality, but in the uh, ability to give to everyone working there their own um, personality, uh, so that you as a guest, you could feel really that authenticity of coming into a luxury lifestyle environment where um, the... um, like working home, coming into a home. Mm. And I think it was about trying to make it much more simple, luxury, um, let's say, standards, much more, uh, um, let's say, um, yes, simple and personal, removing the barriers so that basically they could have much more of interaction. Um, In this luxury segment, it's quite quite something new at that stage. Um, And if you have been to... You know, uh, London, the um, anders in London. Uh, it's exactly what you see. You you have um, great team members working here, but they kind of different profile from one outlet to a different one. But they are themselves, mm-hmm. and that's really what brings that. And I think uh, in our company before, in, in many uh, hospitality uh, groups, um, everything was kind of formatted. You know, the sequence of service and everything was. So it's making it much more simple, but. Giving you again, making back again the uh, the human being at the heart of of what what is the most important. So being personal, being simple, being mm. yourself, and by being yourself, you you bring of course uh, that authenticity. Of course, with um, uh, elevated service, that's essential. After the Andas in in London, I went to launch the Andas in uh, in Japan in Tokyo. So. Um, Tokyo and, and, and Japan is a different environment, of course, it's not mm. UK. So you also had to be having the same code of what you wanted and us to be, the personal style, but to adjust to basically an environment which is a bit more still format formatted than than, than uh, London could be. So uh, I, I would say it was more difficult for me to implement that in in a, in a society, a Japanese society that is very um, strict somewhere in the, the way of of, uh, of uh, delivering a service, it took some time. But that's where you have to be the ambassador of what you think the brand is about, and to try to um, to lead it by example with your team, so that the rest of your your colleagues can can continue delivering themselves by uh, being really authentic and, and not. Just doing by the book what they had to do, which normally the mm. Japanese are quite good about. But well, yeah.
1: did you see that authenticity um, resonate with your Japanese guests?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we we came again, uh, um, and that was the first brand that was launched in uh, in, in Tokyo uh, in um, in a competitive environment, which was very much um, formatted and um, like a traditional luxury. So we. I think they were surprised, definitely, the the guests coming in to see that you had no counter, uh, no reception desk, and you were welcome with like a, you know, a tablet to do your check-in check-out and you had to sit eventually to have a drink with you. But I think this is where slowly you start, um, you know, a new evolution. And I think we brought something new, which I know now. Uh, I left uh, seven years ago, I think. But there is much more of those hotels that came, not under the different brands that are quite similar too. So it means that we we were the first one to launch a, a new um, uh, uh, way of servicing the, the, that um, uh, the guest and then the, the, the Japanese. Um, so yes, it was um, it was not easy. Mm. Um, actually, what I um, I learned a lot by. Uh, this uh, three experience in uh, in in, uh, in Japan is um, compared to Europe. Uh, the Japanese, um, when you go there as a leader, they need you to be bringing that creativity um, and 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 the leadership of uh, the, the, the the think process that you have to to, to implement for for this to happen. So. Meaning that they are not so uh, quite surprised. They were not so surprised about the not the lack of creativity, but they really expect you to come with this. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the execution, they are absolutely phenomenal. If you are able to create a trust um, with with them, and you tell them exactly what you want to achieve and why you want to achieve, they will give you the execution which will be beyond your expectations. In our part of the world, it's the opposite. I would say we are very good on creativity. We are We do a lot of uh, different uh, ideas which come out. The executions, we need to be a bit more focusing on, on the delivery so that the, the, the quality is, is there. So it's completely the opposite in terms of uh, management and, and leadership. Mm. Uh, yeah.
1: And what was behind the decision to, to choose? Tokyo as a location? Was, was it that belief that you could bring something different to that market?
2: There are always different uh, reasons behind, but one what was that we had um, uh, a very uh, trusted partner, um, owner, um, that was uh, really looking to uh, take the risk, because it's always a risk, to launch a new brand with Hyatt. We, it's an um, owner that had been working for a long time with Hyatt, so... That's number one. It's very important to have this uh, cohesion between uh, the owning company and, and the management company. And that's what really happened there. And um, to be honest, um, having that trust of uh, the owners was essential for me to be able to um, uh, execute that, uh, that the launch of the brand. And the second thing I think is because Tokyo is one of the key cities in the world and in Asia, um, which have a lot of influence for the rest of Asia. Mm. So from that launch and the flagship of the um, andas in Tokyo, we could launch some properties of ANDAS in the rest of Asia, and that's exactly what we were able to achieve after, so to grow our uh, brand awareness.
1: Mm. Um, what are some of the other locations in Asia? Uh,
2: oh, anyway? you have... Uh, Seoul, you have Singapore, you have Shanghai. Um, I think we are about to launch in Bangkok. So yeah. there are quite a few. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some, many some, but there's quite a few that are. You have Maui, which is not really just Asia. <laughs> <laughs> so we have quite a few here, yeah, which are really, really beautiful properties also. But like I said, all adapted to um, uh, to the local market. Mm. And that's one of the different brands we have. As you know, we have um, 28 brands. Worldwide, yes. Um, yeah. I think six or seven in the UK only. Um, but yeah.
1: Gosh. Um, and so after Tokyo, uh, I believe you returned to the uh, UK and are now area vice president mm-hmm. um, for Hyatt. Can you tell us uh, a bit about the responsibilities that that come with that role and mm-hmm. sort of what your duties are?
2: So, uh, like, like you did mention, I have um, two um, two role. Um, uh, general manager of the high city London Churchill mm-hmm. and um, uh, vice president for UK and Ireland. So in terms of um, the uh, high city London Churchill, um, I work with an amazing team and I've got an hotel manager which fortunately is able to uh, manage on a day-to-day the operation of the hotel. Mm-hmm. My role um, with the leadership team is very much to uh, work on the strategy of what we want to achieve for that property and how we want the roadmap to be developed as we move forward. Um, so that's um, what um, I, I really focus on. But my office being in the hotel, obviously, mm. um, and that's really a, a great way of... I um, think uh, actually my role being the... you know, the, I think the two role is quite essential because you always um, feed every single day not only the pulse of your team, but the pulse the pulse of the um, economy mm. and, and the clientele. So you learn so much from being in the hotel. So that basically whatever you want to do in terms of strategy for that property or, or the rest is based on real facts, if you see what I mean. Mm. Um, I think uh, I always, and that's really why this role is quite unique to me, Enjoyed working on strategy, like I told you from the very beginning, but with an operational um, aspect of it, mm-hmm. because I think the marketing without uh, the field it doesn't really uh, give you the right uh, results. You need to um, uh, learn from the field to be able to create a great marketing plan, and and I think that's what I'm doing. So basically, back to your question on about um, Churchill, a lot about the strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the team and of course making sure that uh, the execution um, is is aligned to to what I think we have to do but like I said you know with the support of my team uh, and uh, the hotel manager when it comes to um, the rest of the properties uh, it's a lot about making sure that um, working with all the GM we can um, have the results that we have um, agreed on an annual basis uh, all the KPIs that we have uh, agreed on uh, internally and for the owners and like I told you before because we grow a lot, a lot uh, it's a lot about uh, uh, supporting the growth so I also work with uh, um, in my team with a regional team in uh, in UK mm. uh, in finance, in HR, in revenue management to make sure that we can uh, launch that those properties so um, a day like today, just before coming to your studio, um, I started with, um, actually yesterday night had a, a dinner with a, a new general manager joining us for an hotel that we are going to open next year. The park at London um, based on um, uh, Nine, te- nine Hems in mm. uh, Vauxhall, uh, just arriving, the, the GM. This morning we had a, a meeting with the owners of the Great Scotland Yard, uh, an unbound collection which is next to Trafalgar Square. Um, uh, and just before coming to see you, I was having a handover with the GM of the Andas Liverpool Street who is going to move to a different property. So there is always something that is linked to interact to all these properties. Um, So a day is never the same. Mm. The only thing you always need to keep in your mind priorities and always balance out between... What is your core baby, meaning your hotel that you manage? Yes. And making sure that you achieve the uh, strategy and results you're expecting. And number two, that you support um, all these properties existing and the one that we are really launching. Mm. Um, and we have four to launch next year. So it's, uh, wow. it's a lot of um, developments going on here.
1: And I guess just quickly to zoom in on the Churchill itself, could you just tell us a little bit about the site Um I know it has sort of, uh, it pays homage to Sir Winston Churchill. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, if you could tell us a bit about that. So,
2: so uh, that hotel was created in um, 1970, at a time where, of course, uh, the Prime Minister Churchill was not there anymore. Mm-hmm. But the um, uh, the architect really loved him as a, as a politician and asked the family if, um, I mean, they could use the name of this hotel for uh, being called the Churchill. And and they agreed, and until today, actually, even yesterday, I received a, an email from um, uh, Randolph Churchill. So we work very much with the mm-hmm. family uh, on everything. We um, a lot of what the um, we did at the um, the hotel was done with this family. When it comes to um, development of some facilities, we have um, Churchill was someone quite unique. You know, he was a politician, but. What I didn't know before, he was an amazing painter. He did more than 500 Mm -hmm. uh, paintings, uh, impressionist. And actually when we did an extension of the event spaces we have at the Churchill, we worked with the Churchill family and um, they gave us some amazing reproductions, original reproductions of the um, uh, Churchill uh, himself, which Mm -hmm. is displayed in our event spaces. Um, I think... uh, that is really, for me, uh, the authentic relationship we have. It's not just a name. Uh, it, it's all about creating to... N- next year, you will have 150 years of um, uh, of the birth of um, um, Churchill. So a lot will happen, and we already start to work with the family of what eventually we could be doing. So mm. I think it's um, it's what it is. And uh, and if you look at uh, the Churchill himself, I don't know if you've been to the hotel, but it's kind of... Um, robust um, building from the outside, mm. right? So a bit like Churchill was, a bit yeah. <laughs> robust, right? But when you go inside, wow, you change completely. Anyway, it's a soft, it's a luxury, it's, you know, and that's exactly what Churchill was about. Mm. And where you see all the passions of what he had, you can feel it in the hotel. Um, so it's really this, uh, you know, this personality of him that it, that is through the buildings and again, through the the soul of what we create with the family.
1: Mm. Yeah. That's, um, that's wonderful that you mm. continue to have such a close okay. relationship with the family. Do you, uh, could you tell us a bit about the plans for next year's anniversary? Not or yet, that? not okay. yet.
2: <laughs> there are quite a few things we are just talking about now. I
1: see, Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. very exciting. Um, yeah, and on that note, uh, are there any sort of standout future plans for Hyatt in a wider sense uh, on the horizon that you could tell us about?
2: Well, I, I would say the... Um, this year, we um, we just uh, opened um, a new hotel, which is the Heath Redensee uh, Blackfriars, um, a great hotel, um, wonderful location, right, which opened uh, uh, and is just uh, uh, doing very well, actually. Um, and um, we are working, like I, I mentioned to you, very much on the um, opening of the park at uh, uh, River, River Thames uh, in London, which is... Uh, Going to be the first park that we have in London. Um, and that's quite uh, an amazing um, property to come. Um, we are working on uh, uh, two hotels in Leeds. Um, and again, the, the footprint is important. And wh- why we're do, doing this also is because um, it, it's about um, we are in a, in a market where our, our clients want to be finding us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we, we need to develop more of our um, presence in, in the market. Uh, so that's the exciting one. I think um, uh, I'm sure you follow a bit Hyatt and uh, there was recently the uh, purchasing of Mr. Smith, uh, mm-hmm. which also bring um, a great uh, development to, to, uh, to us in terms of reaching different profile of clientele and giving to our world of Hyatt Members, the opportunity to go into, I think, 1,500 uh, properties, which are part of the platform of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but are a different kind of um, uh, property compared to what, what we have at Hyatt. So it could be small, boutiquey, in, in some trees. So something completely different and in some markets where we are not. Um, and one of the big development that we are also doing is the um, all-inclusive segment, which we were not really there before. So we are developing a lot of properties, mainly in South Europe at the moment, um, which will give us the opportunity again for, I mean, the British audience to be able to mm. travel uh, and, and have holidays in these kind of different uh, um, destinations where we were not there before. So I'm, I'm very excited about a family, a family, um, it's a family, but about also a, a company that is extremely dynamic. Mm. and um, And I think... I am not only for me, I'm for our team, because I think uh, by growing like this, you give an opportunity for our team to really develop their career. Um, And and that's what is essential for us. You were talking about um, if we have a challenge. Yes, the challenge is finding our team, our staff. Mm. Staffing has been potentially the biggest um, difficulty uh, post-pandemic. Um, many uh, went out from that industry but actually um, again uh, what we see is a lot are coming back they went in different industries they are coming back in our industry and I think why the why is what we discussed already is because that connection working with team of course you need to create an environment which is a welcoming environment working environment for our, for your team which is and, you know, our purpose is to care for people so that we can be the, the best, right? Mm. So I think this is what we are all trying to do to make sure that we we create that environment for, for being our best all together. But I think, yes, it was difficult. Yes, we see a lot more coming through uh, and wanting to come back in the industry. Um, maybe they don't have the same competencies. And, and that's quite essential to, to know that it's an industry where you have a chance. You don't need to have a big Degree, you can have a chance. Um, you know, we we work this year with um, I don't know if you know the Prince Trust, mm-hmm. um, and we developed an employability employability um, program to try to to give to I think fifteen of them an opportunity to through three or four hotels in London to be able to give them the insight of our industry, and uh, they are coming from um, and and and. Um, privileged um, environment, mm-hmm. but give them this chance to understand, okay, what, what is actually this industry about? Because when you go in a, a hotel like the church, you could say, ooh, it's luxury. Mm-hmm. But behind, behind the scene, there are so many kind of uh, amazing uh, jobs which are able to, to, to for everyone. Um, so we developed that program and it was amazing. We try to work a lot with local communities, you know, uh, in, in every single property that we can give this chance to young people or, uh, or to basically um, a lot of females that may have um, a difficult uh, life to come and, and, and join and they could be in, in housekeeping, they can be into uh, culinary, they can be in front office. Um, and and that, that's the beauty of this industry is you can develop your career, um, you can have a chance, you don't need to have this big degree.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and we're here to train you, I think, for me, this is also where uh, it links back to our um, humanity I was talking about, is all what we do uh, by the local community, by the Prince Trust, by, you know, um, all these kind of uh, projects that we are working on. I mean, um, we have a program called Rise High, and Rise High is the objective is globally we want to employ 10,000 of our um, young people um, between, I think it's um, 16 and 24, to join our industry but coming from um, unprivileged backgrounds and um, actually um, give you a simple example my wife and myself were uh, involved here in London uh, on on a project called Life Project for Youth and the objective of these projects is to really help in Asia mainly um, some um, uh, young people uh, to be able to uh, again to, 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 to work uh, and, and get out from prison or um, different tough, uh, tough lives and and we were able to, to raise um, you know some kind of um, of uh, money here um, to develop uh, this or to support this project with uh, with some friends in in London but in a nutshell being very quick thanks to that we also created a global partnership between hyatt and um, life project for youth in, in in Asia. So a lot of uh, our properties in Kathmandu, you know, in, in uh, Calcutta, uh, in Philippine Manila are now linking so that basically we can um, create that chance for these young people. So what we do, the print is locally, you have the same kind of um, experience that is been done globally. And I think this is part of our design is, is to make sure that we we give a chance. And, um, and again, it's most likely one of the industry where you can easily give a chance.
1: Thank you so much, Arna. Uh, just to finish up, we'd like to ask a few sort of quick fire questions. Um, just to start, could you tell us your favourite
2: book? So, you know, I... I, I um, funny enough, I, um, I know you're going to ask me some questions about that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's not because it's the the. Rap- Rugby at the moment, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but I think I um, somewhat uh, the French and and English lost recently because of the South African, right? And if there is uh, um, you know a uh, a movie and um, and a book that I really always enjoyed, um, the book is the uh, free, the uh, the long walk to freedom, uh, which was done by uh, Mandela, and uh, and one of the movie which I really enjoyed a lot is Invictus uh, with uh, Morgan Freeman and um, Matt Damon. Um, and why? It's not just because of South Africa. It's because of the ability of when you take the long walk to, uh, to freedom um, and you think about Nelson Mandela, it's the resilience, again, to be able to go to where he wanted to go um, and, 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 and to be, well, what he had to do to to achieve what was uh, his final life is quite amazing. And I think I found, as a leader, I think it's, we have to believe in what we want to do to try to, to make it this long walk, mm. but we're there. And being, you know after the pandemic, we know that we can go there. And, and when it comes to Invictus, I think what uh, I really liked is uh, how much through sport, it could be something else, but sport there, uh it's uh, the ability to un- unite it unite basically uh you know a country and I think when we know the geopolitical environment at the moment we need we need to unite each yeah. other and i think um I, I believe this um different kind of uh movie or uh are so essential mm. because somewhere i mean this is what we have to do we're here to make sure that uh, we work together, um, we achieve together. Uh, I mean, we are all different, but that's what makes the beauty of our um, of world and uh, our hospitality for sure. Um, I mean, in every of our hotel we have in London, we have 40 to 50 nationalities, which is great. So that's what um, I, I felt uh, a good lessons behind these two well, boutique book and uh, movie.
1: Mm, brilliant. Um, do you have a favorite holiday destination?
2: So I used to travel a lot in Asia. Um, I like Asia. Why? I think it's because um, I don't know. It's uh, it's not just about the food. It's a uh, it's a diversity of the the countries. I like Vietnam, um, but I um, I went to Cambodia. I went to uh, uh, Myanmar, and um, so many places. And I, I I like because but I liked. When I travel, I like uh, traveling um, uh, not in luxury. I really to enjoy the authenticity of what's happening around and, and just to make sure that I can um, uh, be part of that environment I'm going to travel into. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's mainly Asia, which I, I like to... But I've been traveling a lot so at the <laughs> moment I prefer to be you know, between here and France, I'm fine. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Um, And who is someone that inspired you growing up?
2: Well, I I mentioned a lot, Michel. (laughs) I think he was. um, uh, And he is still. uh, I'm still very much in contact with him. uh, Because again, um, yeah, I think he he gave me the the competencies, I think, to, to move forward, but also way he was working and uh, you know this kind of resilience and fighter um to to make things happening i think it's uh, it's uh, yeah it's definitely um someone that i uh i learned a lot and uh, therefore will be yeah
1: mm-hmm. um and just finally what's the best piece of advice that you've ever
2: received wow that's a good question this one um Something which I should always do more and I don't do enough is listen. <laughs> listen to others. Mm. Um, I always say it's very important but I think sometimes I don't do it enough. Maybe I, I, I have my own, um, let's say, um, opinion, I should do, I should do more. So yeah, so it's um, it will be listen to others. Mm.
1: Thank you so much for your time, Arno. It's been lovely to have you.
2: Thank you. My pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening to Checking In, a weekly podcast from Hotel Owner, the UK's trusted source of hotel industry news and analysis. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe on whichever podcast platform you listen to. To get more industry insight, head to hotelowner.co.uk and subscribe for unlimited access. If you're interested in sponsoring episodes of the podcast, drop us a line at podcast at hotelowner.co.uk.